We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. As if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. Reality Rants. I am Jason Burmis, brought to you by RedVoiceMedia.com. And there's a little something different today. There's a little, an itty bitty little something different. We're not streaming to Twitter. And I had no idea that was happening today. So before we get into the Epstein revelations, we're going to read the entire article. Um, essentially, it's a big joke. To those in the know, to those doing business with Epstein, that he likes to abuse young girls. And the the joke was he was into Miley Cyrus. He was dating Miley Cyrus. Big funny time. Big funny time. The Jeffrey Epstein liked Hannah Montana. (laughs) So I've got a couple of uh, different videos that we'll probably end up doing on the uh, premium portion of the broadcast. Uh, It's going to be a Joe Biden painful watch along with his speech in Ireland. Uh, Very tough to watch. It was extremely difficult for me even to find the 20 or or so minute speech in full. Because did you hear about it? No, because he's a dementia ridden puppet that can barely speak and it's on display for the world to see. So not only does he not take questions at press conferences, but even when he does speak, you get a one to three minute talking points abound soundbite that then the Bernaysian media can pup, 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 puppeteer the parrot response with. You get it? Oh, so Joe Biden, he brought respect back to the White House. Yeah, okay. So we're not streaming to Twitter today. That's the big difference. We're not on Twitter. Why are we not on Twitter? Because they've banned the media studio, at least for certain individuals. And I can't tell you why or when, but I I can give you this description, okay? 
two days ago, I was trying to help somebody uh, set up their live stream. And I still had Media Studio where um, you click. Okay, so actually, we'll do it live. We'll show you how it works here. Okay. Now, let me take off all these lovely documentary films you should be watching. So you, you usually go to more. And then in Creator Studio here, there was a media producer. Gone as of this morning. When I went to my producer, it was on some other page. So I haven't seen anything about this, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, obviously, even though I'm throttled on Twitter, it's another way to reach a few hundred to a few more thousand people. And it is probably one of the most, if not the most engaged social media network out there when we're talking about politics. In fact, uh, if you haven't seen it, believe it or not, now I, I did this almost a year ago now, you know, June 1st is just around the corner, really about six weeks away. Uh, this is probably going to be gone from Twitter. Apparently they're going to be er erasing all these old video files. Now, I, I've been talking about Twitter blue for some time. Now, they're, they're telling us that by the end of the week, anybody who had a uh, legacy check mark is out. Uh, I wanted, let's do this right here, to be able to stream this morning. So I just plunked out the 100 bucks is like 85 and change to become verified, to get my blue check, okay? They're going to go through my account. I, I would assume I'm going to get my blue check mark. I would assume that I'm not... <sighs> a thought criminal or a domestic terrorist, the likes of which who can't purchase Twitter blue. I don't know how well it's going to help anything. I don't know if it's going to let me get my media studio back, but we're invested here. And, you know, I make a lot of personal investments in the show, just like the new computer and even this mic stand that this uh, microphone's on like 60 bucks. You know, I know, I know 60 bucks isn't that much. And by the way, I do want to thank those that do support the broadcast because without you, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. Okay. If you're not listening, if you're not watching, it does not happen, Cap'n. So now we wait. We wait for the coveted blue check mark. And I really hope that by Monday, I'll have my creator studio back. In fact, let me show you what happens. We'll do it live. What happens when I go to studio? uh dot see there it is dot twitter.com slash producer right here watch oh it's gone instead i see what appears to be a i i think that that is in uh a black woman on the left and uh what appears to be i would say a, a white man in makeup on the right i don't know she, uh the, the person in in the yellow there does not look like a biological female, but but that's okay, right? Because I wanted to produce content and I wanted to share it with people. But you know, now we've got every we got the uh, the news, the podcasters, the creators, writers, sports, gaming, nonprofits, music, film, and TV. Look at look at how diverse Twitter is. You know, the Muskernuts may have shaved uh, <clears throat> a bunch of the staff out. I'm not seeing a huge difference. Okay, yeah. The fact checks are somewhat gone. That That's an improvement. Great. But at the same time, uh, I haven't been able to grow on this platform for like two, three months now. Two, two three months, we've been stuck at the same count. Take a look. 35.4. That's it. I think I'm one follower away right now. One follower away from 35.5. Yep, there we are. Who, who will be the next to follow me and make me 36, or I'm sorry, 35,500? 
It's it's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. But hey, we're going to pay into the system. We're going to find out how real or fraudulent it is, muskernauts. And uh, again, just for the ability to be able to stream the broadcast here. They, they talk about monetization. Ooh, we're going we're gonna to make you some money. Really? Make money on Twitter? Engage with the audience. Develop an influential voice. Yes, they're the face of the modern-day influencers. Everybody looks like they're in a uh, in an MTV commercial or reality show. Just a, <laughs> it's it's cartoon level. Goals: make money on Twitter. Click that monetization. Learn how to turn your ideas into cash using Twitter's latest tools. Really? How do I how do I do that? There's the Amplify pre-roll and Amplify sponsorships. Okay, so I I opt in and you're going to run ads on my videos? Uh, okay, now we have super followers. I don't know any of this shit. I don't know any of this shit. There's the media studio, though. This is what I used to be able to do. Yeah, go beyond 280 characters and use images, GIFs, videos, and live streams. And live streams. Watch what happens when I click it. Learn more. Okay, that's great. Can I can I go to producer now? Oh, there. Okay, there's me. Just okay. All right. Yep. Uh huh. There. There's the encoder. Create high quality live broadcast. Okay. Can I just click? Oh, you take me back to this. It's a big circle jerk right now. God, I hate that. I hate coming in, getting ready. And getting an old nut punch. And that's what's going on there. An old nut punch. Meanwhile, uh, you know, the Musker do is being hero worship because of his BBC interview. Saying the most basic things. Like, hey, freedom of speech is good. Hey, show me the hateful content. And, and look, in, in some respects, I'm glad that he said that to that punk. To the liar. To the reporter that just makes a blanket statement that's untrue, but it's part of what? Bernaysian talking points, hate speech, misinformation, disinformation. You're hurting people. You could hurt somebody. This is a harmful tweet or a harmful website. Bad. You're not allowed to see it. Bad. And that's why Banned out video links are still not able to be shared on Twitter. It's not a free speech forum. Let's make that abundantly clear. And Elon Muskernuts is indeed a uh, purveyor of the establishment, especially when it comes to technology and the transhumanist agenda. Okay. And by the way, folks, I don't know if you've seen this, this is on the cover of uh the new york post yesterday big bada mayor sends in the snitch bots to keep an eye on new yorkers now we've talked about these robots before because they've been utilized in security and gated communities and royalty overseas etc i told you what defunding the police was really about and defunding the police was really about bringing in automation robotics and essentially a form of law enforcement that can constantly monitor the population 
and keep them in line without any type of human empathy whatsoever. Whatsoever. And I know people are just like, well, we'll just kick it right onto the tracks. Okay. Listen, they may not be prosecuting people that rob in New York City, that assault in New York City. I guarantee your ass. If you go and throw that thing on the tracks or you harm it in any way, you're going to have an abundance of real officers all over your shiz nizzle. And they are going to prosecute your ass to the fullest extent of the law to make an example out of you so that people know not to mess with this new type of quote unquote law enforcement. Okay. So it's Thursday. I want to hear from everybody. I want you to get your questions and comments in. We're going to read this entire article here. Exclusive bombshell lawsuit claims JP Morgan execs were so familiar with Jeffrey Epstein's abuse of young girls, they joked about him being with 16 year old Miley Cyrus. <laughs> funny, 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 funny. Ha ha. So here's the deal. Um, as I've seen, there's no evidence that these two are actually connected. But the larger part of the story is that you have um, an international banking cartel, J.P. Morgan, and the people that are running it, knowing they're de dealing with a serial child sex abuser. And it's effing hilarious. It's so funny. You're cracking jokes about the latest promoted celebratard sensation at the time. And actually, I'll, I'll tell you right now, um, I've got a lot of sympathy for Miley Cyrus. Growing up in the entertainment industry and on camera and around the vipers that are in the entertainment industry is no easy task. And I would say that, you know, you see what happened with Cyrus from obviously be being promoted as this wholesome figure, the daughter of Billy Ray on a family-oriented TV show that's a light-hearted child's comedy that's supposed to be giving you life lessons, to almost immediately, when this person hits adulthood, into an over-sexualized shock-pop sensation. The, the wrecking ball, the nudity, uh, the wearing dildos on stage, you name it, Cyrus did it, okay? And that should really speak uh, to, to the absurdity and, and the disease that accompanies our entertainment culture, okay? But this really pertains to people that are pulling the strings of our entire society, our entire culture. And it's funny to them that they're dealing with people that abuse children. A bombshell lawsuit states that senior managers at the bank joked about Epstein's interest in young girls, including Cyrus in 2008, when she was still starring in Disney TV series, Hannah Montana staff at JP Morgan were accused of making light of the pedophile's activities in a case filed against it 
by the governments of the U.S. Virgin Islands. The lawsuit also alleges that at least 20 victims were paid through Epstein's accounts with J.P. Morgan in excess of $1 million. One woman who Epstein bought when she was 14 was paid $600,000, the documents claim. Now, we've talked about this. Um, allegedly, I believe that was supposed to be Nadia Marcinkova. And uh, this is somebody who became integral in the Epstein network as, it, again, bought at 14. Uh, just saying just saying something like that, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. I get goosebumps on my arm. Bought at 14. Blah. The USVI government. Uh, that's Virgin Islands government, sued J.P. Morgan and Deutsche Bank in December, accusing the banks of turning a blind eye to Epstein's sex trafficking of underage girls despite myriad, a myriad of red flags. Both banks deny wrongdoing. You bet they do. The amended complaint from the USVT, where Epstein had a private island, says that J.P. Morgan ob uh, obstructed investigations into Epstein and its relationship to the bank. Executives emailed internationally about this abuse during the course of their relationship with him, which ran from 1998 to 2013, including after he served 15 months for soliciting and uh, underage girls for sex in 2008. And if, if you look at this uh, photo here, my, my thumbnail, the uh, Epstein picture is one I took from him enjoying a conversation with Larry Summers. Um, Lawrence Summers very heavily involved in the uh, economy in this country. A Bilderberg guy himself, very powerful. And the dirty Dershowitz. And I cannot stomach or stand seeing Dershowitz on television or being promoted on any network. I don't believe Alan Dershowitz. Sorry, you don't believe lawyers or professional liars, especially ones that are that good at their profession. And in that many pictures with Epstein. I, I, I watched a, uh, not watched, I, I read through a back and forth of Dershowitz and somebody talking to him about representing Epstein. And, you know, Dershowitz is 100% unapologetic. He didn't care. He's amoral. Let, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and uh, believe him when he says he only went to Epstein Island once and he only got a massage once and it was from an older woman. I've yet to see any evidence or proof that older women, you know, anybody above the 25 mark, as far as I've seen, um, were doing any type of massages or any any type of work with Epstein at all. Uh, I mean, there are people that absolutely 100% need to be investigated and outed, Leslie Groff, Sarah Kellen among them, all right, that I believe that have already been protected by non-prosecution agreements that were facilitated by the Dersh, by old Dershowitz. And I'm sorry, you can say whatever you want. Well, it's a, it's a profession, Jason. He's just doing his job as a lawyer. Do you have a soul or not? Do you believe in right and wrong or not? Is there good and evil or not? And I often sit up here and I talk about the idea that 
good and evil do exist. I don't know if anything else exists metaphysically in the universe or not, but the forces of love and joy and achievement, okay, all all those things, they're good, especially when it's it's achieving something that not only benefits you, but those around you and ultimately humanity in general. And then there is absolute 100% evil. Epstein is a great example of that. The abuse of children is inherently evil. 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 Okay? Evil exists. And sometimes it's on the lower levels. And then it's up to the higher levels of a track trace database society of command and control that's still not satisfied with that and wants to actually not only get under your skin, but eventually take out the human species and replace it with their vision of what life should be. And that's non-carbon based in their own writings, in their own words, non-carbon based life. Now, again, the group at the top of the predator class really believes that they could biologically live forever. Transhumanism, two different things in the sense that they want the surf class, the slave class to merge with the machines and eventually believe they can upload their consciousness to these machines while experimenting on the general populace and refining anti-aging technology for these people to biologically survive and live forever. And really, biologically go beyond what we consider a human being. All right, that 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 was a little rant for me. I want to keep going on this uh, article because I think it's extremely important, okay? The amendment, or I'm sorry, the amended complaint from the uh, U.S. Virgin Islands where Epstein had private island says the that J.P. Morgan obstructed investigations into Epstein and its relationship with the bank. Executives emailed internally about his abuse uh, during the course of their relationship with him, uh, which ran from 98 to 2013. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, we already read that one. Sorry. They included Mary Edros, uh, chief executive of J.P. Morgan's Asset and Wealth Division. So again, it's funny that young girls are being abused, right, Mary? The document states internal emails question who's Epstein's clients were. Indeed, Epstein's behavior was so widely known at J.P. Morgan that senior executives joked about Epstein's interest in young girls. In 2008, for example, Mary Adros received an email asking her whether Epstein was at the event with Miley Cyrus. Yucka, yucka, yucka. The U.S. Virgin Islands alleges that J.P. Morgan did not follow the requirements for reporting suspicious transactions because if they did, it would have prevented Epstein's secret cash transactions that were necessary to his sex trafficking operation from escaping knowledge of federal investigative and prosecuting agencies. Um, I like the language in that other than the fact that it's Johnny nonsense. What do I mean by that? Um, Federal investigators absolutely 100% knew who Epstein was and knew what Epstein was doing and worked with Epstein. Let me repeat that. Knew what he was doing, let him do it, okay, and worked with the guy. And it seems like several intelligence agencies and different apparatus were working with him even before 
the Palm Beach case. And before we have a document signed by Robert Mueller in which Epstein will become a confidential informant for the FBI and work with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Let's not forget that we've got Bannon on tape now years ago. He supposedly has 16 hours of interviews with Epstein prior to the arrest that leads to his death. And I think that we've seen about 30 seconds of it. And in that 30 seconds, uh, Epstein talks about two islands and Bannon uh, refers to them as islands of Dr. Moreau, a.k.a. uh, islands where human chimeric experiments are going on. Those type of islands. Yeah, no, no big deal. Nothing, nothing worrisome there. <laughs> nothing, nothing to wave the red flag there. And he says, Islands of Dr. Moreau, and there's nothing. Come on, Stevie. Come on, War Room Steve. Can we release this thing? I know the, it's the monsters is supposed to be the documentary. Uh, it's 2023. You met with Epstein before the midterms. Okay, before the midterms in 2018. It's a long time ago now. Doesn't take five years to put together a documentary like that. I'm sorry. Doesn't take a long time. Five years, a damn long time. A damn long time. Oh, let's see. Let's scroll down. Let's finish this article up. Thumbs it up, subscribe, and share everybody across platforms. The Epstein victim who he uh, is said to have uh, bought at 14, was paid more than $600,000, while a recruiter given immunity through Epstein's sweetheart plea deal in 28 was paid handsomely too. Oh, remember that non-prosecution protection agreement? You know, I I had uh, one of those really delusional people in my comments uh, yesterday where um, they're asserting all sorts of Johnny nonsense about 9-11, but then they start talking about Ghislaine Maxwell and how there's no mugshot. Not real. There's a, no, no, there's a mugshot. Or that Ghislaine Maxwell was not in the courtroom. Nope. Ghislaine Maxwell was absolutely in the courtroom in New York. hundred percent. Wasn't, and, and you claim to have sources on the inside. Uh, anyone can look it up. Addy adds, Kristen, uh, T. Harris both went to the trial. They both posted videos while they were there. They used to post videos of them at the trial in the morning and of Ghislaine Maxwell's family who attended the hearing. But again, some people just have a severe mental deficiency that they want to believe the fantastical and not look at the available evidence. And when I present the available evidence, I'm the bad guy. I'm the gatekeeper. You're a liar, Burmis. Uh, no, we, we've played almost all the available footage of Maxwell in that prison. 60 Minutes Australia, I believe it was, did a piece where she remotely, from jail, spoke to a reporter and her brother, where, again, they, they continually deny that she's done anything wrong. Of course, I've done nothing wrong. And then plays the victim and says that really she's out to help people for the rest of her life. She's here to help. That's the gaslighting. And and that's the reality. And that's a dark 
twisted, warped reality. Not good enough for the mentally unstable. Not good enough for the haters out there. I'll give you another hater example. So yesterday, if you watched the program, you saw that we had the Tuckins and the Trumpins in the uh, thumbnail. Okay. Well, I just said the Tuck and Trump chat. I didn't really give a, uh, you know, a definitive answer as to what will we be covering or whether it would be in a positive light. Right. And immediately in Twitter, oh, you're a shill. You're promoting Trump. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, you didn't watch the video. I got to go back to him. I'm like, I obviously didn't watch the video. I exposed that Trump lied about gas attacks in Syria and Duma. You made a blatantly ignorant statement in public, but it's okay because it's not really in public for you because you're just another anonymous loser. You're a loser. If you can't put your face and your name attached to your social media accounts and then you go out and you troll people, make blanket statements without even watching their material, material or hearing their argument, you're a loser. You're not looking to engage in an honest conversation at all, at all. That's not what you're doing. Instead, you broke out your jump to conclusions, Matt, and you think you've got all the answers. Take a look in the mirror. Take a look, take a hard look in the mirror and, and realize what you're doing is loser town. In no way is it positive whatsoever. No, sorry. And by the way, I'm not calling for no anonymity on the internet. I'm just pointing out that if you're, you know, one of the things, even, I don't know, it's got to be 17, 18 years ago now, when I first started doing this, um, I've always, at least some of my monikers out there in uh, social media or say my Xbox profile has always been like Jason Justice. And I thought about using that as a moniker way, 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 way back in the day. But I was just like, you know what? First of all, I'm not looking to be that much of a public figure. I, I, I hate that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm kind of pleased with the level of whatever notoriety I have now. Uh, it, as it progresses and gets more, it, it gets uncomfortable. I'm just going to say it like that. So when you're doing this stuff and putting it out there, you want an audience. I want an audience, but I want to be as honest as possible with who I am. I'm not looking to make a persona or a character. I'm not, I don't have a burner account. I know there's a ton of people out there that have fake burner accounts. Okay, that go back and forth and they're not really that person. It's never even crossed my mind to make a backup Twitter burner account or a bot account. No, thanks. All all's I'm worried about at this point is whether or not I'm going to be able to stream to Twitter anymore or not after I just paid them $100 to get that coveted blue check mark. I mean, it'd be pretty hilarious if we roll around to Monday and they refund me and they refuse me my check mark. That, that'd be kind of funny. That'd be a story unto itself. Talk about unfair business practices. I don't think that that's going to occur, but I guess we'll see. Let's keep going down the line on this one here. Uh, virtually all of the money 
was paid after Epstein's conviction in 2008, it is claimed. The filing also notes that Epstein transferred uh, more than $23 million to Ghislaine Maxwell, his madam, who is serving 20, a 20-year 20 uh, jail sentence for recruiting underage girls for him between 1999 and 2002. Notice that. Slap on the wrist, which was the sweetheart deal you continually hear about. All right. And, and tw you know, 23 million, no problem. Chump change. 23 million. The document also alleges that at least 20 individuals uh, were paid through JP Morgan accounts and they were victims of trafficking to Epstein Island, New York, and other Epstein properties. Zorro Ranch, anybody? New Mexico, anybody? Bueller, Bueller, and nobody, nobody rated that. There's been no real investigation into that. It's not an issue to people. It's an issue to me, especially when you look at where that thing was located, how it had its own helipad. It's in the middle of the desert, and it could have had all sorts of facilities built underground that we may ne never even be privy to. Sounds like science fiction. This whole case sounds like a bad science fiction movie in many cases. The lawsuit claims, I mean, Epstein was into eugenics. Epstein was into transhumanism. Epstein was into an army of Epsteins. You know, let's 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 do it. A baby making ranch, making ranch Epstein. So there it is. There's there's the baby making ranch. Okay, and there he is. He wanted to seed the human race with his DNA. What? Seed the human race with his DNA. And th and this is the facility that we're talking about. There's some pictures on the inside. Um, we're seeing a very, very limited view as to uh, what was really going down right here. Right here. Well, I mean, take a good look at that ranch. Pretty uh, isolated, pretty uh, obscure area, and kind of on a hill, if you noticed. Hmm. Oh, oh, Jason, you're, you're, you're kooky to think that there might be more than just the facility we see there. That's kookles. The lawsuit claims uh, that these women were trafficked and abused during different intervals between at least 2003 and July 2019. Oh, you mean 2019? You mean he kept doing it after the conviction of Palm Beach? Really? Geez, I can't believe it. I can't believe someone that serially abuses children continues to do so when you don't put them in jail for the rest of their lives. <sighs> when Epstein was arrested and jailed and these women received payments, typically multiple payments between 2003 and 2013 in excess of $1 million collectively, Epstein also withdrew more than $775,000 in cash over that time frame from JP Morgan accounts especially significant as Epstein was known to pay for massages or sexual encounters in cash 
Financial information also reflects payments down from JP Morgan amounts of nearly $1.5 million to known recruiters. Last month, a judge partially rejected a request to dismiss the case by JP Morgan, allowing some of the claims to proceed. So I guess some of them did actually get thrown out. The U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General last week subpoenaed several wealthy men, we've covered that, for communications with Epstein, including Google founder Sergey Brin. The lawsuit is running parallel to a similar claim by a woman called Jane Doe One, which has made numerous allegations against Jess Staley, the former boss of J.P. Morgan. Hmm, how about all that? Court documents allege that between 2008 and 2012, Staley uh, exchanged around 1,200 emails with Epstein from his J.P. Morgan uh, email account. I don't know if I have 100 emails between myself and another individual in four years. It's a lot. I mean, I guess if you're working for somebody, you're getting daily emails. Uh, were they working for each other, working with each other to get to 1,200 emails? in a four-year uh, period. That's about three a year, 300 a year. Yeah. So, you know, almost on a daily basis. No big deal. Not a couple times a week. No big deal. The banker allegedly visited Epstein's private island in the Caribbean while the pedophile was in prison for having sex with underage girls. Staley is accused of making suggestive references to Disney characters in the emails, including one from 2010, in which he says, Say hi to Snow White for me. Staley's lawyers have denied any wrongdoing and uh, denied he used code words with Epstein. In a motion to dismiss, J.P. Morgan called the U.S. Uh, Virgin Islands complaint a masterclass in deflection that seeks to hold J.P. Morgan responsible for not sleuthing out Epstein's crimes over a decade ago. Sleuthing out his crimes? No, they're joking about pedophilia at a high level. That's what's actually going on. I got some other stories that I do want to hit up really quick. We're going to uh, play the Joe Biden Ireland speech on the second uh, hour of the broadcast. Remember, redvoicemedia.com slash Jason, redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored to see that portion of the broadcast. You can listen for free over at the Podbean. We really do appreciate it when you support the broadcast, however, because we could not you can't do it without you. So consider it a buck for the first week, $10 a month, or a hundred bucks for the year. Lock it in. You're supposed to do the rope a dope line, Dad. Let's see if we can play this. Let's see if we got it on tape. It's just, no, they didn't even, oh, man. I watched the tape yesterday. He's just babbling to children, and Hunter's like, you're supposed to, <laughs> supposed to use the rope a dope line. Not not a word in the American press. Not even a nothing. A zero zip zilch. Not even going to talk about it. Sorry. Sorry. Not going to do it. Nope. 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 Meanwhile, Donnie T is back in New York. He's about to get uh, grilled by Letitia James. And of course, uh, in what I would uh, imagine is a perjury trap, a fishing expedition. And I was thinking about this the other day, okay? If we were to take the Russia, Russia, Russia collusion investigations, the Ukraine impeachment investigations, the current 
investigations in New York and in Georgia. How much money has been spent on that compared to actually investigating 9-11? Does it matter? See, 9-11, they already had their predetermined narrative. There wasn't a real investigation into any of it. Okay? Now, they did interviews. And in those interviews, if you can find the raw ones that have been released to the public, you can see that, you know, they gave the facade of an investigation. But at the end of the day, the narrative was already painted for them. So they just had to reinforce that narrative. So it wasn't a real investigation. They knew what kind of resource they had. Now, if you really cared about the country and you cared about keeping us safe, like, like you do say, at the, at the in the halls of governments and media alike, we need to keep the people safe. Wouldn't you put as many resources forward as possible to go after those that were still around that helped facilitate this? Okay, which they didn't do at all. Ooh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the evil Mario plumber guy. Meanwhile, through the whole thing, you had Al Zawahi, who was supposedly the right hand man of Bin Laden. The guy on video with Bin Laden constantly making videos up until two years ago. Not even two years ago. I think he was supposedly pulling out last December after they killed him for the fourth time. So again, all the money in the world to go after Donnie T for unspecified crimes that have nothing to do with national security, have nothing to do with keeping the people safe at home, and everything to do with politically prosecuting the guy. It just, again, I don't like holding water for Trump, but at the same time, this is a reality. We have to address it. We're going to go to those questions and comments in a minute. Wanted to hit this one up. Uh, we're going to be following it. <sighs> Jamie Foxx showing signs of improvement after he was rushed to the hospital due to a mystery medical emergency after family begged fans to pray for him. He's 55. He's jacked. He's an incredible condition physically. I wonder what the mystery medical emergency might have been. If I had to guess. If I had to guess. A lot of speculation here. I don't want to even speculate beyond that. Um, we hope that Mr. Fox makes a recovery and we will be following that story much like we followed the David Crosby story uh, that we highlighted earlier this week. All right. Uh, let's do it. And let's do it to it. Okay. Let's see. What do we got here? All right. One of the girls on Days of Our Lives was also recruited by Epstein. She lived in Palm Beach at the time. I believe it was the daughter of a girl who was in on Days of Our Lives. But I, I'm not... You know what? That That might be a whole different thing because... I feel like the Nexium case had something going on like that. I can't confirm or deny that. I mean, you know what? Let's see if if I type in Days of Our Lives and Epstein, it comes up. See, maybe I'm gonna learn something right now. Days of Our Lives, Epstein. Um, no, nope, not not. It does not seem to be a real thing. I just want to let everybody know that. In fact, let's 
take days of our lives in Epstein and let's go to DuckDuckGo. But <clears throat> I don't think that that would be something that would be outright censored since it's so obscure. Um, oh, oh, look at this. Was a well-known actress. Let's see what this is from. 2015, Epstein victim now a well-known actress. Among uh, his more than 100 alleged victims, convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein targeted a 13-year-old girl who went on to become a well-known actress, preying on the impressionable teen after she was told, uh, she told him her father had just died, according to published reports, on Tuesday. The actress was mentioned in court papers filed by former uh, Epstein sex slave Virginia Roberts, who has filed a federal lawsuit against the billionaire. Um, geez. Radar Online interviewed the actress who requested an anonymity. Well, let's let's take a look. I wonder if they mentioned Days of Our Lives. Here it is right here. Radar Online continuing to do this. Um, a well-known Hollywood actress. Geez. Hmm. I don't know that anybody on Days of Our Lives, though, would be well-known. Does Days of Our Lives come up on this? Control F. Days. Nope. So maybe something to that. It is odd that this did come up where it did not come up on uh, on YouTube. But I guess that's something that we've kind of been learning as we go along. So I thank you for that. At least got that up. A well-known Hollywood actress. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. I'm uh, really early. I'm really early. Thumbs up nonetheless. Yeah. Get those thumbs up. Can we get 200 thumbs up, folks? Epstein had a lot of Hollywood girls recruit for him. People say Amber Heard and look at the girl from Smallville, Allison Mack. Allison Mack was connected to Nexium. I've never seen any connection uh, to Epstein as far as Amber Heard and Epstein. Uh, I guess we'll do it live. I, I need more than people say. Amber Heard. Is that just from that photo of the girl that looks like that? Let's see. Doesn't look like there's anything there, but at the same time, you know, you do have pictures of the Muskernuts with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. He claims it's a photo bomb. I don't know that I I, I believe that, and uh, we do know that Amber Heard was involved with Elon romantically. Not trying to say that, but hey, you, you know, you never know. So, huh? What's this Newsweek? Yeah, th those are just comparisons. So as far as um, Amber Heard. Misinformation about Amber Heard racks up millions of views. So that might be it. A celebrity gossip YouTube channel posted April 24th, Amber Heard lawyer quits. So yeah, it's not, nothing I've seen via Amber Heard and actually Epstein. See that right there? That's it from a different story. We're going to continue on. Let's keep cranking them down. All right. The Burmese Brigade. Mind maps, Disney human trafficking. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Morning to everybody, morning. Um, didn't her father sell her to the devil? I have no idea. I have no idea. You'd have to ask um, Mr. Billy Ray. I, 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 let's hope not. Burmese Brigade would love you. We love you, Nikki. Thank you so much. Hello from the UK. Good day. I am doing well, Scott. Thank you for being in there. How we doing, everybody? What's sad is that the girl's parents were already rich and they served their kid up to the Illuminati. All I'm saying is making that decision 
being in the entertainment industry and getting in the entertainment industry and putting your children in the entertainment industry is, is I mean, you're playing Russian roulette with your kid's life. You really are. You really, really are. And again, I think there's huge problems with Hollyweird and the celebritard culture on multiple levels. Multiple levels. Let's keep going down the line here. Oh, Scott, always a pleasure. Betmus and Wheaties, the uh, breakfast of champions, puff, puff. I mean, that's an early riser right there, depending. And er, I mean, here in the, in Central, it ain't even a.m. yet. It ain't even 8 a.m. Uh, let's see. Yes, we do it live. Pray for me, guys. Ex-husband and his mom are visiting the grandson this weekend, and it looks like rain. I can't be nice if I can't get outside. Well, good luck. Miley. Miley is really not a dude at all. Not even close. I, I, I love those two. Secretly a man. Bill Gates' wife is secretly a man. No. Sorry. Nope. Not real. Might eat half of that brownie with the cubes in it. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> no, Miley doesn't have a deep man's voice. Nope. Miley does a great cover of Jolene by uh, Dolly Parton. I believe Dolly Parton is uh, the godmother of uh, of Miley Cyrus. Let's see. See how free speech uh, old Elon is? I don't know what that means. Let's see. It's ma'am. What's next? Twitter's agents. Uh, my, there is no deep voice on Miley. My posts only get 10 to 30 organic views on Twitter. Twitter, again, we, we just paid for it. I'm, I'm rather upset that we can't stream to it anymore. Apparently, allegedly, that we've been restricted from creator studio access. Uh, again, I just paid for it. When do I get access to the creator studio again? When does that happen? <sighs> yep, guys, you can support me via PayPal. The links are down below. Uh, I'm so tired of hearing about influences, influencers. They're puppets. They're terrible. Most of them don't have an original thought in their head. But they're, hey, they're the thought leaders. They're the thought leaders of our time. Uh, let's see. Whoop. Whoop. Lost a lot right there. Let's see if we can go... Let's see, right here. Wow, there we go, right there. Uh, I used to be, I used to be able to uh, see way more in the analytics, worse than CommyTube. They must be rebuilding the media studio with new features like the ability to better intercept things one isn't supposed to say. Very possible. I don't like the fact that I can't use my media center. We used to see what age group and what kind of phone they used to view. Yeah, analytics. My YouTube analytics, I mean, if I brought those up, they're unbelievable. But they, but they do that. They tell you the age group, the sex, uh, the location, the duration of the time that they actually watch your material on. Okay? All that's going away. We're expected to self-censor and self-flagellate. Yeah, that's what they want. They want you to believe that 2 plus 2 equals 5. Uh, Musk wanted Twitter to promote his brand, and he's done a genius job of doing so even while being attacked uh again i think they're elevating this guy up as a hero in the sense that they're they're using him as a political tool to fool people into transhumanism oh he's the freedom of speech guy is he 
Again, we're going to play his BBC interview, and yeah, there's a, oh, snap, you lied to me moment. That guy lies all the time. Period. He does. It's it's the way it is. Guy's the number one defense contractor out there. Now, are are you going to sit there and tell me that all of a sudden all those starlings that were sent over in Ukraine are no longer in use? Bullshit. Are you going to tell me that they haven't utilized the blackjack satellite system that piggybacks on Starlink via DARPA and the Defense Department and NASA? Bullshit. Of course they do. Sitting there, <clears throat> not last night, but the night before, watching that American Heroes channel, AHC. And aside from history, one of the other things that they do is they show you combat tech. Combat tech. And essentially, they were showing you all different types of drones. And these programs mostly filmed like 2016, 2017. They're showing you space weapon systems that have been declassified. And the amount of stuff that you're seeing that's just declassified is like mind-blowing. My Boom. And then uh, Trump is on uh, the Tuckins last night. And he's talking about how he rebuilt the military. Uh, it's incredible. We have things, uh, we can do whatever we want. We have the best. I'm not so sure that he, quote unquote, rebuilt the military. I feel like the military industrial complex did not really need to be rebuilt. I also feel like as highly incompetent as those in power now seem, the bureaucrats behind the scenes are not incompetent. The permanent staters. They know exactly what they're doing. But they put out a bunch of unimpressive puppets out there, what, to degrade and really dehumanize the population here at home. That's a big part of it. Big part of it. Let's keep going on. Uh, let's see, TV or music industry. I see a bot, I smash a bot. Most will self-censor, et cetera, especially when they are given their options if they do not. Most are weak as well, Water. I never get your notifications. I, I believe that, Wood Hippie. You can, listen, you can be subscribed. You can ring that bell. YouTube ain't no friend of mine. Three plus years now of what? Fully demonetized. Fully demonetized. Why? Because I'm harmful content. Because what? I cover, quote unquote, controversial issues, full stop. That's it. That's all they have to say. Your harmful content, you cover controversial issues, no money for you. Covers controversial. Like, what is the definition of a controversial issue? It's only controversial if you take a certain position on those issues. If you take that mainstream media narrative uh, with it, you're good to go. If you take a left perspective and identify with the liberals and the Democrats, you're good to go. You take a right-leaning perspective and you're with the conservatives, you're probably good to go as well. I know conservatives are shouting censorship, censorship, censorship. But again, if you're going with the mainline talking points, if you want to be, say, a Hodge twins, and that's not knocking those guys, but as no, no offense, guys, you're milk toast. You're literally milk toast saying common sense shit. That's it's not revolutionary and it's 
It's not really breaking down the layers of what's going on. You've done a good job. You're funny. You're entertaining, right? A, a lot of the stuff is low-hanging fruit. It's kind of the same idea. I remember when Milo Yiannopoulos and Ben Shapiro were, were coming up in the alternative media, right? Daily Wire is just starting to get, and by, by the way, those, those are both Breitbart guys, okay? And I used to watch them, and I think to myself, well, yeah, they sound really impressive when they're up against a moron, when there's nobody pushing back with anything intelligent to say, when they're just going against their talking points that we've heard regurgitated again and again and again. It's not that hard to look smart against those people. Put someone up there like myself that's going to challenge their narratives, it's going to challenge Trump on saying that Assad gassed his own people, and all of a sudden things start to crumble and fall apart. Just want to put that out there. So, yeah, don't expect too many notifications. You got to come over, know that we're doing it live Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, we're about four minutes away from going over to the premium side of the broadcast. So remember, you can listen for free over on Podbean. Every two weeks, you still get the premium videos if you like. Over to my Twitter, I've got the last five uh, for you. Five. I saw somebody in in the uh, YouTube feed upset about the second hour behind a paywall. Well, I'm just going to say this. We're, we're working on not only keeping the second hour, um, but maybe doing some extra stuff behind a paywall other than the second hour. So maybe we're going to do one or two maybe long-form interview things with Red Voice Media that will be extra. And then maybe if we do that, maybe if we do that, and this is all in the coming months, maybe that second hour can somehow be free if we have advertisers. It's very tough. But at the same time, I want to give the premium subscribers what they're paying for and get them out premium content. But maybe that should be like two shows a week under the premium banner where we tease them during the week by playing three to five minutes on the show of those interviews, and then you going over when they premiere on a Friday or Saturday. That, that's that's a possibility. I want this info to get out to as many people as possible because that's what it's really about. Oh, they want their Elysium. And if you haven't seen Elysium, I would encourage people to check it out. Uh, I'm a big fan of District 9 and Elysium. I got to tell you, I tried to watch Chappie, which is very much on robotics, automation, ultimately transhumanism and consciousness. Uh, and I, for some reason, and I really like D Antwoord. I just couldn't get into it. I watched like the first half hour, 40 minutes. I got to go back, try to watch it again, see where we can go from there. Neil Blomkoff, those sci-fi movies that come to life. These robots and AI will bust the cops they work with. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh, These robots, man, they're just so wacky and funny. Wonder how long until it carries a taser and a gun. Not long. These things can totally be retrofitted with weapons just like the big dogs are. You know, the big dogs that, I guess they're, they're it's Spot now. Spot isn't a big dog. He's just a yellow DARPA dog that was based on the big dog and has multiple attachments and can be uh, controlled by an Android device, right? And the, the top of it, whether it wants to look like a dinosaur head with a little clamp or you want to, I don't know, put a uh, a weapon of war on it. You can do that. You can do it pretty easily. 
All right. We are at the end of this hour. Thumbs it up, subscribe, and share. We're about to take off to premium. So please join us over at redvoicemedia.com slash Jason, redvoicemedia.com slash uncensored. You can do that right now. And remember, it is a dollar for the first week, $10 a month or $100 for the year. Plenty of other great broadcasters on this network. Let me say that again, network. This isn't a platform. It's a network. And Matt Couch, Chad Canton, Drew Burquist, Ray Dietrich, many others over on that redvoicemedia.com site with a ton of great content throughout the day. We're looking at um, putting together a 12-hour live stream uh, throughout the week and only expanding. So with that being said, we are going to leave you one at a time. We don't really have to leave Twitter because Twitter's Dunsky and Hutch. But we will leave Rumble. And we want to thank Rumble for being there. We will leave YouTube where we're, you know, dancing on eggshells most of the time where Red Voice Media gets a strike for playing a sample of one of my videos that I didn't get a strike for. For harmful conspiracy theories. Jane Burmeson is harmful conspiracy theories. He's hurt so many. He's hurt so many. Rock Thin, I love you. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, let's make sure we are good to go. I still haven't gotten my text, text ski and hutch, but there it is right there. So we are good to go. I want to bring it back up, and we are going to play the BBC piece with Elon Muskernuts. So let's get down to business and we start with the exclusive interview that took place in San Francisco between Elon Musk and our technology correspondent, James Clayton. It is one of his first interviews since he bought Twitter for $44 billion. He defended his decision to lay off a massive number of staff, saying that Twitter only had four months to live unless drastic measures were taken. In, in rough numbers, uh, revenue dropped from four and a half billion to three, um, uh, and um, expenses went from four and a half to six, creating a three billion dollar negative cash flow situation, um, and Twitter having a billion dollars in the bank. That's four months to live. So unless drastic action was taken immediately, this company is going to die and be owned well, by the banks. Let, let's talk about that drastic action because almost immediately um, you sacked a lot of Twitter workers. Yeah, because they're useless. And, and, and like I said, I don't think it was out of benevolence or even the idea that, oh, all these people are bad for narrative management. Obviously, that's what they wanted to put out there. But many of these jobs are easily automated out by algorithms. Many of the people hired there were communications degree losers. All right? People that don't know what hard work or actual work is. People that think they can live their life as an Instagram influencer. They had to go. 8,000 people working at a social media company? Come on. Come on. And, and, and look, I would get it if it was something like, you, you look at traditional media, right? Look at something like HBO which is now max. I saw that trending. Max is trending because HBO Max is now max. And they were talking about Cinemax and all that other stuff. Who cares? 
HBO is a company that you don't just have people running a television network. You've got four networks, right? You got HBO, one, two, three, Max, West, all, you know, there's like four or five of them. So you've got that management, production schedules, okay? Then you also have the management of each television show they individually produce. Now you're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of workers. Twitter doesn't produce anything. They're not part of that type of entertainment. They're just moderating other people's content. As far as I know, there's still no, not even one Twitter original program. Now you look at something like Rumble, where they're onboarding people, but then also paying them to have shows that are part of the Rumble block. I could see how that continually expands because you're dealing with content creators that have to have a schedule and then put these things out and then they have to be promoted. Twitter's not like that. So yeah, it was a no brainer to clean house at Twitter, not just because they sucked and they were engaged in horrific narrative management on behalf of a predator class, but because most of the employees on just about every level are totally and completely worthless. Um, yeah, and, and, and I, I spoke to them. It's very easy to speak to them uh, when it happened, and, and and the way they said, pretty much everyone said, is, is that it felt quite haphazard. It was, and it felt a little bit uncaring. Do you, do you, do you, uh, do I wouldn't you, say uncaring. The, 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 you know, the issue is like uh, the, the company's either going to go bankrupt, uh, or if, if we do not cut costs immediately, um, this is not a, a caring, uncaring situation. It's like if the whole ship sinks, then nobody's going to drop. Exactly. So, so to act like, again, it, it's not facts, it's feelings. I mean, think about this tech now. How old do you think this guy is in his little, it looks like a little tweed jacket? What's he, what's he, 28 to 31? And he is acting like he's brilliant? Oh, it's uncaring. Un, was someone going to die? Someone going to be physically hurt? Uncaring. I don't think it was uncaring or crass at all. Again, business is business. When I hire a worker to do a job and they don't do the job or they're not worthwhile, I fire them. I go to them and I say, well, you didn't show up. I can replace you. Goodbye. Up. Oh, are you sure you want this job? Do you want those shifts? If you don't, I'll find somebody else to take them. And then they say they don't want those shifts. I say, okay, thank you. Find another job. If you can't do the job, you need to go. So again, just the idea that this guy's opening up, it's quite easy to talk to the people that you fired that you were uncaring towards. Who gives a mother truck? I don't. You shouldn't. Right. Yeah. But, but a lot of people just lost their jobs like that. Um, and 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 they weren't. Well, what, they didn't what, even know they would. They they'd lost their jobs often. They just okay. were just they were just so frozen out of you, their accounts. What would you do? Well, you might want to give someone some notice. I mean, you might. It's, by the way, I, I'm not running Twitter, but, I know, but this is this is the criticism, and this is but, what actual this is what I staff members but, say. A but, little bit of notice, uh, you know. No, I understand. If you have four months to live, 120 days. In 120 days, you're dead. So how? So what do you want to do? How much are you worth? I don't know. But you, I mean, we're talking about around the 200 billion dollar mark. I mean, it's not no. quite. You're framing it in in a way that that you know that it had a, had a few months to live you're quite a rich man
he's quite a rich man based in government subsidies and he overpaid for a social media company that clearly was engaged in massive narrative management and was utilized by the media military industrial complex to push agendas all right and i and i argue i'd still argue that's still happening even under musk okay but but the idea that you're supposed to just dump money into a losing company and a company that's really providing not a great service to people but a great disservice to people on a multitude of levels and then trying to lecture the guy and again i don't like holding water for musk but this is just it's it's absurd has this guy ever been the boss of anybody any have you i'm asking dude have you ever been the boss of anybody did you have to work as a kid in high school and become the 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 manager on the fry later and deal with other people would you even have dared to step into a position like that have you worked a real job in your life at all do you have any management or ownership skills at all no i would imagine that's a big no on this guy um, I sold a, a lot of Tesla stock to close this deal. I did not want to sell the Tesla stock. In what was quite a lengthy interview, Elon Musk also said he is confident that the social media platform Twitter will become profitable again and advertisers will return. Let's have a listen to this. In terms of advertising, obviously it's, the Twitter's not a private company anymore, so we don't really know how, how, it's, how it's all going. Have all the advertisers come back? Uh, not all, but most. And it, I mean, you can see it for yourself on Twitter, even in the For You feed. Right. I mean, in the, sorry. Well, in the following feed. Don't use For You because it sucks. Rightly. Yeah, I don't like the For You feed either. It does suck. Why is it there? And why are people showing up in my following feed that I'm not following? And why did you just get rid of Creator Studio? And why is it taking, I mean, let's see, am I, have I been verified yet? Do I have the blue check mark? Nope. Still not verified. I did hit. That 35.5, though. So I guess I'll wait, what, 24 to 48 hours? Again, if I'm not verified by Monday and I can't stream to Twitter by Monday, I'm going to be a little bit upset, rather unhappy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Filled um, with hate speech, I'm told. Um, that's not what I said. Okay. Well, uh, well why don't you use for you? What's wrong with it? Um, how is it going? Is, is Twitter in profit now? No, Twitter is... Uh, uh, rough. I'd say we're roughly break-even at this point. And I think you've said before you you see a you see a world where you could be in profit. Is there a timeline on that? Do you think? I mean, honestly, I don't think it's going to be a problem for him to profiteer from this because so many people are talking about it, utilizing it, and you know, props to Adam Curry being one of the first people uh, over at No Agenda to really break it down that this was a buy for the X app or the everything app that is modeled after what's going on in China. And again, the Musker nuts is not stupid. The, you know, the face, I mean, Elon's the face of Doge. And what did he do? Well, he replaced the little birdie with the Doge uh, symbol. Smart move, just, just really, really smart. So yeah, he's gonna be, this is gonna be a profitable company. And by the way, even if it's not because it's based in narrative management, 
I'm sure that his cronies in the military industrial complex that are giving him billions, billions for things like Starlink, Blackjack, SpaceX, etc., will make it profitable. And again, when we say make it profitable, how profitable does it really have to be? Because at the end of the day, when the Defense Department is spending money on next generation warfare, it is immensely cheaper to spend money on misinformation, disinformation, and narrative management than missiles and bombs that cost millions, tens of millions, sometimes more than that to deploy. It's, it's not even close. The, the, the measurable difference is immense. Let's get back to the, uh, the Muskernuts interview. I mean, I, depending on how things go, if current trends continue, I think we could be profitable or, I mean, pro, pro, I say, to be more precise, we could be cash flow positive uh, this quarter if things keep going well. This quarter, as soon as that? I, I possibly, yeah. Wow. Um, and do you have a message for the advertiser? I mean, can you say which advertisers haven't come back? Um, can you say which advertisers haven't come back? Who cares about the advertisers? Anheuser-Busch just took a $6 billion haircut. $6 billion haircut because they're assholes. You know, again, let's be honest. Who is... Who's buying the Bud Light? Let me tell you who's buying the Bud Light. Middle America is buying the Bud Light. College drinkers. I mean, th these people are obviously catering towards a under 21 audience in many respects. And most of those college students, I know there's so many out there that think that everybody at college has been indoctrinated. That's not exactly the case. For certainly, students that have been indoctrinated through university and you know kind of like this ivy league and pseudo ivy league system they're the ones that are promoted all the time go to a new york state school see how the the kids from long island are actually at, acting yeah no they're they're softer they're not quite as rowdy uh they're still in the, the guys most of them they're into beer and girls okay they're not into beer and dylan mulvaney you can try to make them into D beer and Dylan Mulvaney, but they're not into beer and Dylan Mulvaney. So you knew that you were doing something economically ridiculous. Um, I don't think they realized how far it was going to go. That's a, a six billion for a beer company is a huge, huge hit. I mean, it's huge. And God forbid, you know, we should do that right now before we go back to the musk let's see anheuser bush beers anheuser bush beers okay so there's the brands of anheuser bush there's just a ton a ton so oh kona i love kona big wave so again you, you you're drinking natty ice you're drinking bush you're drinking Michelob. I like Estella. Uh, Landshark, not that good. I, I'm very happy. Hogarden's awesome. I love a lot of Hogarden beers. Not a shock top drinker, but I love the Blue Moon. It's good to know that I can have a Blue Moon. 
And then here's a Blue Point makes some great beers. Just they they do. They make awesome beers. Um, Elysian, they're not bad. Four Peaks, Goose Island. Drink. I, I drank a lot of Goose Island in my day. Okay. Virtue Cider. I'm not aware of them. <laughs> Can say I've never had a Virtue Cider. But take a look, everybody. Cutwater Spirits, Ritas, Highball Energy Drink, and Neutral. Ooh, Beyond Beer. So this is their vodka seltzer. Remember, they also have their Bud Light seltzer and all that other stuff. So, so again, it's not just Bud or Bud Light. It's Mick. It's Natty Light. It's Bush. That's why people are, I like my, I like my, uh, <laughs> like my Miller Light. I guess Miller Light and Coors are outside of the family. So if you do drink light beer, that's where you want to move to. You don't want to move into uh, Bush Light or any of the other Anheuser-Busch partners. All right. Let's continue on with this Musk interview. I think I think almost all of them have, have either come back or said they're going to come back. There are very few exceptions. Can you say, say any of the exceptions? Um, I actually don't know of anyone who said definitively they're not coming back. They're all sort of trending towards coming back. But there are some that just I'm haven't. Jumping in the water's warm. It's great. That's that's your message to the to the advertisers who haven't come back. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, if. if if, if Disney feels comfortable um, advertising, you know, children's movies and Apple feels comfortable advertising iPhones, those are good indicators that Twitter is um, a good place to advertise. I mean, Disney itself it, it basically is a conglomerate and a monopoly unto its own. And what do I mean by that? Well... Disney has bought up so many properties that even if you're not airing something on their network, in other words, you know, ESPN, theirs, right? Uh, I believe ABC is the, uh, is it ABC and Disney? I think it's ABC. Let me see. ABC owned by Disney. Pretty sure that's the one. Yes. So ABC owned television stations are a division of Disney. Here's the thing, CBS, Fox, they're all intertwined no matter what. They have to be. Think about it. Disney owns what? The Simpsons. Where do you see The Simpsons? Still on Fox, FX, FX, FXX, and then what? It's redistributed throughout syndication over you know, 30, 30 years now everywhere. Okay, let's keep going. Um, the Star Wars films. Okay, big movies, they're advertised on every single network, every single one. They're spending ad dollars for you to go watch that movie on CBS, on Fox, on NBC, all outside of ABC. They're interdependent. Disney owns Marvel, owns the Marvel characters, same exact thing. So in so many regards, Disney has this ultra monopoly and they, they're pushing a narrative and an agenda as well. Constantly. I see it constantly. The advertisement they take for UFC fights in particular is it's mind blowing on ESPN. It's, it's clearly not to the target audience on so many levels. You know, again, I, I saw Nate Marquardt taking heat. Because he's like, why am I watching an HIV prep commercial? And by the way, there's just more 
and more and more of these things. I saw a brand new one I'd never seen. I'd get another prep where they want to give you six injections a year where it's, and, and, and this is really weird to me. Like, yeah, I get it that you're going to show gay men, you know, and I get that you're going to show trans people in relationships, but then they show just like traditional black people. And look, I get it that HIV seems to be more prevalent in that heterosexual community. But why is that? Why are we why, why are we not asking that question specifically? And again, I think it's they're advertising towards it. The HIV, if you look into it, is different things in different places, different diagnoses. And I know that sounds wild, but that is absolutely 100% the truth. All right, let's continue on with this interview with Musk. Um, I want to talk about if you have any regret, regrets. And, and, you know, I think you, you were booed at a Dave Chappelle concert. I think your own lawyer a said little. a little, a little, well, some say a little, some say a bit more. Um, I think your own lawyer said you couldn't get a fair trial in San Francisco because there are lots of people that, that don't necessarily like you here. Yeah, but the, I, you know, I have you, to say I, I was wrong. He was wrong, I guess, the, uh, because um, I was acquitted uh, by the San Francisco jury unanimously. So, yeah. But, but I guess, but look, do, yeah, do, no, do, do you have any regrets about buying Twitter? Um, I think it was something that uh, needed to be done. Um, I mean, you said, you, you said earlier that you... Difficult, you know. It's, it, I'd say the, like, the, the pain level of Twitter has been extremely high. Um, this hasn't been some sort of party. Um, so uh, it's been really quite a stressful situation, uh, you know, for the last several months. Not, not an easy one. I, I was... uh, but apart from the pain, I mean, so it's been quite painful. Um, but I think... Uh, at the end of the day, it, it should have been done. I think so that, were there many mistakes made along the way? Of course, I'm, you know. Um, and uh, but you know, all's well that ends well. I don't know about all's well that ends well, and I'd be interested to hear examples of the mistakes that he believes he's made because I don't know that I've heard any of those. And so I, I, I feel like uh, we're headed. Uh, to a good place, um, you know, we're roughly break even. I think we're trending towards being cash flow positive very soon, like literally in a matter of, of, of months. Um, the advertisers are returning. Um, the I think the quality of recommended tweets has improved significantly, and we've taken a lot of feedback from uh, people that have looked at the open source recommendation algorithm, and we've we've made. A lot of improvements, even even since that was uh, made open source. We're going to keep doing that. So overall, I think the trend is uh, very good. So, well, let's unpack this further with our business reporter Joao de Silva, who joins us from. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if they even go back to the uh, the famous lines there. I, I guess there there is more to that, but that's not. You know, I'm glad we did that one because that's not really the 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 famous part of the interview. In fact, why don't why don't we do it live and we'll just go to Twitter so we can watch the two minutes of him telling him he's a liar. Uh, it's it's I, I don't know the irony is not lost on me that we're using Twitter to find a clip about Twitter by the guy that supposedly owns Twitter. Okay, let's see. Free speech is meaning. 
Here we go. Let's do it. Free speech is meaningless unless you allow people uh, you don't like to say things you don't like. Otherwise, it's irrelevant. Um, and if at the point at which you lose uh, free speech, uh, it doesn't come back. I, th I think the issue some people have is that a lot of people were brought back. I mean, some people were brought back who uh, were previously banned for spreading things like uh, QAnon conspiracies. You have to oh, it's always QAnon. You know, they were spreading the QAnon conspiracies. You know how many people have accused me out of blatant ignorance that I was a QAnon conspiracy theorist, despite the fact I debunked it from day one? From the first time I started looking into it, I was like, this isn't real. There is no trust the plan. I Go watch my, my live streams where they have the where we go one, we go all things in there. And when they that first started showing up, I'm like, what the hell is this? I don't even know what this is. Bombarded with it. Oh, you brought back the QAnon sensors. Oh, so dangerous. People like Andrew Tate, who were brought back, who were previously uh, banned for things like hate speech. Do you think what what hate speech exactly was he banned for? For things like hate. I'm so sick of the term hate speech. No, no. It's speech that the predator class hates. Even the most distasteful of speech needs to be protected. It's basic. Prioritize freedom of, of speech over misinformation and hate speech. Well, you know, who's to say that something, something is misinformation? Um, who's the arbiter of that? Is it the BBC? And are you literally asking me? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, it's, it's a pretty easy question and, and, and it's a genuine one. Who's the arbiter of truth? Surely not the BBC who helped bring us 9-11 lies, the war of terror, the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, all the Johnny nonsense. That The BBC has been instrumental in pushing those false, misinformative narratives. That's who. Well, no, you, you, are the, the you are the arbiter on Twitter because you own Twitter. Yes, I'm saying who, who is to say that one person's misinformation is another person's information? Um, at the point at which you, you say that there is, uh, this is misinformation, like who is but going you, to decide that? But you accept that misinformation that? can be dangerous, that it can cause yes. real world harms, that it can potentially cause them. Um, yeah, so yeah like when you tell people that Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction and Osama bin Laden is responsible for the deaths on 9-11, you cost millions of lives in the Middle East. That's what the BBC did. That's what NPR did. That's what NBC did. That's what Fox News did with zero repercussions. Zero repercussions. Nobody got banned from social media. Nobody went to jail. Nobody, nobody was sued into the ground for causing the lives of bill, not billions, I'm sorry, millions, if not tens of millions of people to be exterminated. Okay? I mean, oh, these people are so damn unimpressive. The point I'm trying to make is that the BBC itself has, at times, published things that are false. Do you agree that that has occurred? 
I, I, I'm quite sure the BBC have uh, said things before that turn out to not be true. Correct. It, it is. Yeah, especially during the COVID-1984 nightmare. I mean, yet another example of them hammering home total and complete bullshit. Constantly. Not just for narrative management via misinformation and disinformation, but ultimately physical and mental harm on the general human populace. Wow. Not a big deal? No, it's a big deal to me. It should be a big deal to you. Whatever it is, 100-year history, I'm quite yes. sure. 100-year history. Bro, you don't have to go back a week, a month, a year. It's every day, all day. The BBC is a bad joke. They gave you a job. Even if you aspire to be accurate, there are times when it will, you, you will not be. We've spoken to people very recently who were involved in moderation, and they just say they just, there's not enough people to police this stuff. Particularly oh, we need more policemen. We need more speech police. What? I mean, when you're advocating for things like that, you're clearly on the wrong side of history. And it is obvious that you are on the wrong side of history. No matter how you try to portray it, any thinking person is going to know that you're on the wrong side of history. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words and names will never hurt me. Key around, um, particularly around hate speech um, in the company. Do, is that well, what hate speech are you talking about? I mean, you use Twitter. Right. Do you see a rise in hate speech? I mean, I, I, just a personal anecdote. Like, what do you do? I don't. Personally, my, uh, for you, I would see I get I get more of that kind of content, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get more of that kind of content, of the hate speech in the for you, not the following. Because I only follow, you know, the really smart, intelligent people that give me real information all the time. But in the for you, oh, my goodness. I find in the for you, there's just a bunch of meaningless bullshit. And like, like the people that that are giving you those like one-liners and memes that are supposed to be motivational, that kind of shit. Personally, but I, I'm not going to talk to talk to the rest of for, for the rest of Twitter. So you see more hate speech personally. I would say I would see more hateful content in that in that content way. you don't like or or hateful. What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I, I mean you know just content that will solicit. A reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of those kinds of things. So you think if I'm, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, no, is I'm that not, what you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying. Well, I'm just curious. What you, I'm, I'm trying to say what you mean by hateful con content, and I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and if, and you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful content. Does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me. You've asked me whether my feed whether it's got less or more it, i'd say it's got slightly more that's but, what i'm asking for examples can, right. you, can you name one example i, I honestly don't need I, I, honestly you i can't don't, name I, a single example i'll tell you why because i don't actually use that for you feed anymore because i i just don't particularly like it but you actually, said a lot of people a lot of people are quite similar i i, I only well, well, i only look well, at hang my, on a second. My you said you've seen more hateful content but you can't name a single example not even one i'm not sure i've used that feed for the last three or four weeks and i well, then how did you see the hateful content content because I've been I've been using I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have. Been no, you've been using Twitter well before he took it over. 
and and again, I mean, this they bring this guy in here to try to do a hatchet job on Musk. And look, again, they're not asking the real stuff that could actually challenge Musk. They they're throwing him underhanded softball pitches. They're giving him layups here, layups. And this guy's a moron. You know, this is doublespeak. No, I've seen more hateful content. No, I haven't used the feed that shows me the hateful content. No, I can't name any hateful content. Again, Bernaysian talking points. I see things that are slightly more racist and slightly more sexist. Can't name a single example. At some point, seeing that you for you hateful content. I'm asking for one example. Right. And you I, can't I, give a single I, one. I, 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 and I'm saying. I, I, then I, I say, sir, that you don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yes, because you can't give me a single example of hateful con content, not even one tweet. And yet you claimed that the hateful content was high. Well, that's a false. No, what I claimed. You just lied. What, no, no, what <laughs> yes. I claimed was uh, there are many uh, organizations that say that, that. Oh, now it's many organizations. So now what are we supposed to believe? The Southern, Southern Poverty Law Center? The ADL? The Anti-Defamation League? Those people? Are those the ones saying it? Is it NBC and CBS and BBC and NPR and the CBC and the State Department and the Canadian government and Trudeau and Macron? Is it those kind of people? Is it the World Economic Forum and the Davos crowd? Are they the ones saying it? Kind of information is on the rise. Now, whether whether it has a my feed one or example. not. I mean, I, right, and Literally if you, you look at something one. like the, the uh, Strategic Dialogue uh, Institute in the, in the UK, they will say that. So they, Look, people will say all sorts of nonsense. I'm literally asking for a right. single example, and you can't name one. Right, and as, as I've already said, I don't use that feed. But let's, well, then how let, would you know? Then, that I don't you, think this is getting anywhere. You literally said you experienced more hateful content and then couldn't name a single example. Right, and as I said, I, That's haven't, absurd. I, haven't, I haven't actually looked at that feed. Then how would you know this hateful content? Because I'm saying that's what I saw a few weeks ago. I can't give you an exact example. Let's move on. We, have, we only have a second. Let's amount. move on. I can't give you a single example. I, I said something that came flying right out of my ass. Time. Um, well, wow. COVID misinformation. You changed you've changed the COVID misinformation. Has rules. BBC changed this COVID misinformation? The BBC does not set the rules on Twitter, so I'm asking you. No, I'm talking about the BBC's misinformation about COVID. I'm I'm, I'm literally Has, asking you about you changed the labels, the COVID misinformation labels. There used to be a policy, and then the, like one of the worst um <laughs> one of the worst policies, by the way. Be very, very afraid. We'll just minimize this for a second before we get there. There's a new strain. There's a new strain, and it's Arcturus. It's already in more than half of U.S. states, with California, New Jersey, and Virginia emerging as hotspots after strains sent infection rates skyrocketing in India. Arcturus. Arcturus. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? What Johnny nonsense. Let's see, where, where did we go here? No, oh, I can't be it. Where did, what, did I just uh, get rid of that? That's no good. That's gotta be this, right? No, it's not that one. Which one is it? Sorry, guys. Sometimes we get a little messed up and a dick a dick a dude. So wait a minute, what did I just, did, did I just X the whole thing out? No, I couldn't have. I, oh, there it is right there. 
Okay, let's go back. It then disappeared. Why do that? Okay, COVID is no longer an issue. Does the BBC hold itself at all responsible for misinformation regarding masking and side effects of vaccinations? And not reporting on that at all? And what about the fact that the BBC was put under pressure by the British government to change its editorial policy? Are you aware of that? This is a, this is not an interview about the BBC. Oh, so. you thought it wasn't? <laughs> and this, I see now why you've done Twitter Spaces. I am not a representative of the BBC's editorial policy. I want to make that clear. Let's talk about something else. You want I'm to talk about the BBC? You too. All right, let's 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 talk about let's talk about something else. You weren't expecting that. So I want to. I got to do this really quick. The Muskernuts here. Let's share this via Dropbox. We're doing it live. Forgot I had taken this screenshot last night. Add it to the Dropbox. We'll show it to you in a moment. And basically, it's the Musker do talking about introducing mRNA technology through the COVID-1984 nightmare as being a uh, positive aspect. And, you know, he just talked about what? Side effects? I, I would call them effects. Um, you know, I, I, side effects to me. You know, not not my thing. Let's see. Open in a in a new tab. Boom. Okay, this is it. This is and and this is dangerous. When I was telling you one aspect of the shots, other than command and control, okay, and other than obviously uh, the physical things that have occurred, I want to be very careful because eventually maybe this is going to get posted on YouTube. Is that what it can promote transhumanism? by bringing in mRNA tech. Okay, this will make some people upset, but I need to emphasize that accelerating synthetic mRNA technology was another silver lining. There's a revolution in medicine, like going from analog to digital. The COVID mRNA vaccine dosage level was too high and having a zillion boosters shots was idiotic, causing more harm than good in my opinion, but I am convinced that synthetic mRNA is the surest path to curing cancer, among other things. Okay, and again, he gets a ton of responses. I like, I follow Frank Grimes Jr., one of the best Simpsons characters uh, ever. All of it was useless. Let's, let's stop, none of it helped anybody. Not a little, not even a little bit. I'm not going to sit here and pretend otherwise. And and Musk doesn't get called on the fact that Tesla and CureVac are the ones that digitally printed the mRNA shots. They were molecularly printed based on a computer model. Kurzweil talks about it, that they sequenced in, I believe, 48 to 72 hours. That's reality sauce. All right, we're not going to be able to play the whole thing, um, but we're going to close the show today with a Zombie J watch-along in Ireland. This is the Commander-in-Chief. What a great, please, have a seat. It's a great honor to be here. I just told Gabrielle that uh, that uh, when she's uh, uh, the leading public figure in this country and I show up, I promise she won't say Joe who is outside. I say, Joe Biden, remember, just remember me, okay? All right. <laughs> Started out strong right there, huh? 
strung together a sentence of total nonsensical what the hell. Uh, Chancellor Davidson, Vice Chancellor Bartholomew, thank you for hosting us today on this beautiful campus of Ulster University. I came here in 91 in this neighborhood, and you couldn't have a glass building like this here in this neighborhood. I don't think. I don't think it would have uh, stood up very well. But things are changing. Lord Mayor Black uh, and Secretary of State of Northern Ireland, Eaton Harris, thank you for the welcome to Belfast. And uh, Mr. Speaker and leaders of Northern uh, Ireland's leading five political parties, I was honored to welcome you to the White House a few weeks ago. And uh, it's wonderful to see all of you again today. And Ambassador Hartley, thank you for your outstanding work leading our mission to the UK. Ambassador Hartley. The guy can barely talk. I mean, seriously, there's a reason they're not showing you this stuff. Like, no press conferences, no questions, can barely speak. And then the guy that supposedly lost to him in 2020, sharp as attack, no problem talking an hour plus, no problem taking questions at all. Just on that base level, we should be concerned is uh is an old friend and uh the former ambassador from great britain to the united states the home of that ambassador and the embassy is along the fence line of the vice president's residence which i lived in for eight years and the vice president uh and i became i became friends with the the ambassador and his last uh trip uh, back home before he came back to Washington to serve out the final few months of his term, he uh, he uh, told me he was going to bring something back for me. And so uh, I didn't know what he had in mind. But when he came back, we had him over the house. We've spent some time together, he and his wife and I and my wife. So we're two minutes deep. He hasn't said anything. He's babbling. He's, this is a babble sauce. He hasn't said two minutes, struggle bus, no point to the conversation, started with an attempt at a joke that wasn't there. This is the leader of the free world. <laughs> and, uh, he brought back a book with a, a, a photograph on the front of the book. A, a, it had been just reprinted, the book, of a... And the book, and there's a cover, and there's a there's a picture on the front. They just printed the book, and the book I had in my hand of the book, the book. Somewhat stout British captain in his quarters with a big bulldog sitting next to him, and his name was Captain George Biden, because he used to always kid me and saying, you know, Biden's English. You talk about the Irish, Biden's English. <laughs> And he told me that he went back and he had the Lord Admiralty. This is God's true story. Oh, this is God's true story. It's a true, a, a true story no one's interested in and they're uncomfortably laughing at because they don't know what to do with the dementia-ridden puppet on stage. Check. And my great, great 1840, I think it was 1842, could have been, 1828, I can't remember, it's one of those two dates, had written the rules, the rules of mutiny for the British Navy. 
And I said, well, at least that part's consistent, Reverend. <laughs> mutiny. But um, so mutiny is consistent with the Bidens? Mutiny. So is that why you used the Logan Act to go after General Flynn? Was that a mutiny? Was that was that a part of a coup d'etat, Joe? Anyway, he used to always kid me when I'd say, you know, talk about, he'd say, yeah, you talk about the Irish. He said, you're English. I just remember that. Then I found out, my sister and I found out the name Robinet, Robinette, my middle name is Robinette. I, uh, I thought that I, all those years it was French. It must have been Huguenots because they came to Great Britain in the 1700s, somewhere along the way. And they're all from Nottingham. So uh, I don't know what the hell's going on here. <laughs> That sums it right up. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Yeah, you're right. You're three and a half minutes into a 20-minute speech, and no one knows what the hell is going on here, Joe. Nobody. You come back, it's confusing. And anyway, yeah, you're Council General Iran, Iran and, uh, and Envoy Special Envoy uh, Joe Kennedy, Thank you for your efforts to continue deepening and strengthening the ties between Northern Ireland and the United States. It's good to see Belfast, a city that's alive with commerce, art, and uh, I would argue inspiration. The dividends of peace are all around us, and this very campus is situated in an intersection where conflict and bloodshed once held a terrible sway. The idea, as I said, to have a glass building here when I was here in 91 was highly unlikely. Where barbed wire once sliced up the city, today we find cathedral, a cathedral of learning built of glass and let the shine light out in, in and out. It just has a profound impact. He can't talk in and out. It just has a profound impact. He can't speak. For someone who's come back to see it. You know, it's an incredible testament to the power and the possibilities of peace. 25 years ago this week, the landmark Belfast Good Friday Agreement was signed. And it wasn't easy. I was a United States Senator at the time, and uh, I worked very closely with my good friend George Mitchell, who'll be here, I believe, in a couple days. George Mitchell, George Mitchell, George Mitchell. Hmm. Why is that name familiar? George Mitchell. Hmm. Oh, oh, they've worked closely together, huh? Oh, okay. That's right. George Mitchell has been named numerous times in numerous Epstein scandal cases. That's not a problem with anybody. No one's going to get to ask the question about it at all because he's not taking questions. Talk about coming full circle today. We start out with Epstein. We get a little Epstein sauce at the end. Let's continue with Zombie J. And uh, there were no guarantees that the deal on paper would hold. No guarantees that it would be able to deliver the progress we celebrate today. It took long, hard years of work to get to this place. It took a people willing to come together in good faith and to risk boldly for the future. Leaders in a piece like John Hume and David Trimble and David Irvine and uh, 
and uh, Monica McWilliams. And uh, and here at Irvine, I can barely read. And I'm having trouble speaking because I don't know how to talk. Mary Robinson, etc. They were uh, all people that I got to meet back then. And it took people across all across Northern Ireland who made the choice to work for brighter and a shared future. At the time, it seemed so distant, some of it. It seemed so distant. First at the ballot box, an everyday sense, the acts of seeing each other through the lens of a common humanity, which again, when I first came here as a young senator, didn't seem like it was realistic. It took pioneering women across all communities and parties that said enough, enough, and demanded change as well as a seat at the negotiating table, including through the Northern Ireland Women's Coalition. And it took a determined effort of my good friend, who, someone who embodies the country's commitment to all the people, all the people in this region, Senator George Mitchell. And, uh, you know, his time serving as special envoy for Northern Ireland is one of the great examples in history of the right person for the right job at the right time, in my view. The right person in the right position for the right job, George Mitch Mitchell accused of abusing young girls via the Epstein case. Bill Richardson's among those guys, George Mitchell, um, several others that are, for some reason at this point, um, eluding my memory. They shouldn't be. Uh, Ahuda Barak, Billy Clinton, you know, all... Yeah, legitimate dudes. I, I mean, again, he brings up George Mitchell several times in this. Boy, no, no red flags there. No red flags there. I think uh, sometimes, especially when the distance of history, we forget how hard earned, how astounding that piece was at the moment. It shifted the political gravity in our world. Literally, it shifted the political gravity. 1998, it was the longest-running conflict in Europe since the end of World War II. Thousands of families had been affected by the troubles. Losses are real. The pain was personal. I need not tell many people in this audience. Every person killed in the troubles left an empty chair at that dining room table and a hole in the heart that was never filled for the ones they lost. Peace was not inevitable. We can't ever forget that. There was nothing inevitable about it. As George Mitchell often said, the negotiations had, quote, 700 days of failure and one day of success. 700 days of failure and one day of success. I don't know that I can hear him say George Mitchell's name again. Uh, we're going to come to the close of the broadcast. I want to remind everybody out there that I am a documentary filmmaker, Loose Change, Final Cut, Fabled Enemies, Invisible Empire, A New World Order Defined, and Shade the Motion Picture are free right here, right now, across platforms on Red Voice Media. You better believe it. They're worth watching and sharing. And in two days, so we won't be able to officially do it uh, live here, but in two days, it is the 10th anniversary of Shade the Motion Picture's release i'm extremely proud of that film it's hard for me to believe you know i'm going to bring this up and show it that all of this time 
has in fact gone by, but it has. Um, this is from 2007. What really happened? This is me and the two guys uh, from Loose Change How. I'm, I'm not even tagged in it. Only Dylan's tagged. I guess he's the only one uh, there. But, I, you know, it's been a long journey. I continue on and I will continue on because to me, folks, again, these aren't right or left issues. These are about right and wrong. All right. This is about building a better society for humanity where we as a species and as a people, as a group, are empowered rather than what? Enslaved. And Unfortunately, that predator class at the top will stop at nothing, at nothing, to build that command, control society of the regimentation of all human beings in their quest for a globalist, collectivist, authoritarian new world order on the road to a transhumanist nightmare. I am Jason Burmis. I love you guys so much. Thank you for joining me, and we will see you all on the flip side.